It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the fourth and final installment of the FT Money Neptune Emerging Markets Roundtable Discussion. I'm Matthew Vincent from the Financial Times and I'm delighted to be joined by three expert commentators to discuss emerging and developed markets from a private investor's point of view. Joining me are Jim O'Neill, Chief Economist at Goldman Sachs. Hi. Down the line, we have Tim Bond, Head of Global Asset Allocation Strategy at Barclays Capital. Hello. And James Dowie, Chief Economist of Neptune. Hello. So, in our previous three discussions, we've talked about the BRICS and other countries. We've talked about the best route to go in. We've talked about, is there a correlation between growth and stock market return? One thing we haven't really touched on is how relatively resilient certain emerging markets have been through three crises, if you like, you know, the, uh, the credit crunch, the global financial crisis, and you know, more lastly, the sovereign debt crisis. Jim, is your view that uh, these economies are just healthier and they don't have the problems that developed economies uh, have, and that's got to be a good thing? Well, the way I'd simply explain it to clients of ours is, you know, at least half the world's population, if not more, doesn't say the phrase credit crunch before it has its breakfast. You know, all of these places uh, are not sitting around with the same grim, rather miserable discussions that take place in the developed world every hour of every day. And a lot of people don't realise that in the developed world, that they've got enormous dynamics going on involving urbanisation in the case of China and India in particular, and in uh, the case of India and Brazil, fantastic demographics and lots of significant productivity development so you can you're talking about a very different state of affairs and i i would go as far as saying uh, two other really powerful things which is why this is so important they are probably helping to raise the trend growth rate of the world you put those four countries together and throw in indonesia you're talking three billion people uh, out of a world of what six and a half billion uh, and despite the credit crisis i think there is if you really look at the world with these countries in it, the world's growth potential is rising. Uh, and secondly, you know, never waste a good crisis. I, I think the credit crisis has been good for China's involvement in the world in particular because it taught China that it could not survive off exporting low-value-added stuff to the rest of the world, particularly the US. And we've entered the age of, of, of the Chinese consumer. Uh, and it, it means world economic leadership is about these countries and not the developed world. And... Uh James, we've also seen China apparently learn from some of the mistakes in the West. I mean, it, it's been careful to apply the brake, you know, to, to growth when, it, when there have been fears of overheating. Do you think that you know, emerging markets have really just watched and learned from all the mistakes in, in developed markets? 
Although I think there's no mistake, this this was not an emerging market crisis. This was a crisis of of, of, of the OECD, and I really think it's it has accelerated this shift in the in the um, in the balance of economic activity towards the emerging markets. So you know, we're looking at the next emerging the next um, economic cycle now, where emerging markets are about a third of world GDP in nominal terms, um, advanced economies two thirds, but um, the emerging economies are probably going to be growing more than three times faster than the advanced economies. So for the first time ever, the emerging economies are going to be contributing more to global GDP growth than the advanced economies. So even though the emergence of these economies has, has been a, you know, has stood um, for a long time, the second half of the, of, the, of the last century, really, in terms of Asia, this is, you know, this is a, this is a turning point. Um, in terms of what um, the emerging economies have learnt from this crisis, well, I think we'll probably see more of we'll see more evidence of that over the next decade. There really is a plurality of economic models to follow, and 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 I think I think we're going to see that play out. And Tim, just uh, finally, if I can bring you in, the world has clearly changed. Do you think investors in the developed economies have been a bit slow to change their mindsets? Do they need to start thinking differently about the world? Do you think? Yes, I mean, I think they do. I mean, if it hadn't been for the emergence of China and India and the, and the BRICS and the, and the big emerging uh, economies, I mean, the financial crisis that we had in, in the OECD, I mean, we could have blown up capitalism. I mean, it was really the growth generated by, by China um, and by these other economies that, that, that started to drag us out of the deep recession. But I think more to the point, it's that very strong and high rate of global growth that's going to be generated by these these economies going forward. I mean, that's a saving grace for the OECD, who've got currently horrible fiscal dynamics, and worse yet, are sort of faced by a really severely deteriorating fiscal outlook as the boomer generation retires. So, you know, this is this is a, I mean, it is a major shift in in economic leadership. There's absolutely no question about it. And just finally, just going around uh, the table, bullish on emerging markets for the next 10, 20, 25 years, James? Well, I'll, st- I'll take the 10. Um, yeah, look, um, we are bullish on emerging markets in, in, in the long term um, because we believe this is where you know, the shift in, in economic power is going to. We think that growth on trend basis is going to be much stronger from the emerging economies, but there are risks as well. The key risk really is that as, as you're integrating extra economies into the world economy, you know, large populations raising uh, income uh, in these populations, then you know, at some point you could potentially get some, some serious pressure on, on resources. You know, we, in 2007, we saw uh, a nasty run-up in food prices. This isn't a problem that's, that, that, that has gone away. It was abated by the crisis because of the demand slowdown but 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 this could this could very easily be a recurring theme um, um in, in, in the not too distant future and, uh, jim do you think the the rewards outweigh these risks still i'm glad you didn't ask me the same question but the next 25 years I, i'd be bullish and bearish a few times within that period i mean again it you know it depends on the price uh right now because china china's been trading sideways now for nearly nine months uh and the forward pe come down quite a bit as tim mentioned in an earlier program so i would be i would be bullish for china brazil uh, and uh, especially russia at these prices um but if if we showed the same kind of uh, appreciation 
that we've done twice within the eight years since I dreamt up the BRIC acronym, then there would be a period where you would not want to be bullish because uh, the market would have factored in all the good news and more. So from here to 25 years' time, are investors going to get most of their returns from investing in these parts of the world? Definitely, because they are the future of the world economy. They are the future. Jim, thank you uh, very much indeed. Thanks also, James, and uh, thanks to Tim for joining us down the line. Um, That's all we've got time for, I'm afraid. Um, You'll be able to find all four instalments of this roundtable debate together with transcripts and additional analysis on emerging markets from Neptune on our website at ft.com forward slash money. And you can find details of how to take part in our FT Money Neptune Emerging Markets competition and all four questions that you will uh, need to answer to have a chance of winning £5,000 on that website, ft.com forward slash money, and in the FT Money section with the weekend FT. But uh, for now, it's goodbye from me, Jim. Goodbye. James. Goodbye. And Tim. Goodbye. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.